Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Before we get started with this episode, we want to remind you about our 2021 listener survey that we are doing at rotoscopers.com slash 2021 survey. We want to get your feedback about the show, what you like, what you don't like, so that way we can make the show as magical as possible for you guys. And as a bonus and a thank you for taking the survey, we're going to give one lucky survey taker a $50 Shop Disney gift card. So all you have to do is go to rotoscopers.com slash 2021 survey to take the survey. Thank you so much and on to the show. You're listening to the Animation Addicts podcast, episode 224, Descendants, The Royal Wedding. They probably want me to care, but I just don't. the animation addicts podcast with the rotoscopers the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you each episode we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring disney dreamworks pixar and everything in between from hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation so hop on your nerdy couch grab some snacks and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling. And I am Chelsea Robson. And Chelsea has just returned from the most magical place on earth. And no, that's not the kingdom of Oridon. It is (laughs) Walt Disney World. Chelsea, tell us all about it. Oh, I'm so, it was so great. So they're doing the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World right now. And so at the Magic Kingdom, they have the entire main street lit up and part of the main fireworks show as well as a huge fireworks show which you you know is expected but then like they have this really great awesome uh how many superlatives can i throw into this i don't know but they all deserve to be there this show that they they project onto the castle itself and the castle is so pretty oh it was so much fun that is so cool and i'm excited for morgan to go too Yes, I have never been to Disney World. Chelsea has. I have never been. I don't know what is wrong with me, but I'm finally getting my act together and I am going to Walt Disney World in just a few short weeks. And I am so, so pumped. So Chelsea, you are getting me really, really excited. Yeah, so it's it's so cool because there really wasn't a lot of lines. I got a park hopper pass and mm-hmm. the longest line I went to was at Animal Kingdom for Pandora, which is the Avatar ride, and that one is so cool. Like if you're How ever... long was the ride for that? About 40 minutes. Which Okay. That was the longest of all of them. That was the longest ride. Yeah, the line that we stood in. Okay. But that was um we went on a Wednesday, so that was you know, made it a lot easier. Weekends are going to be a lot more difficult to get in, especially because they're doing the 50th anniversary right now. But yeah, it was it was great. They had all the fun stuff at, at Magic Kingdom that you would expect. Things. It's been about 10 years since I've been to Magic Kingdom. And so mm-hmm. it was almost like it was brand new, except it totally wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Which was so interesting. I realized as I was there that I was like, my parents actually went during the grand opening of Walt Disney World in 1971. And because they were wow. married in 1970. And so they're like, oh, let's go there. Um, and so they, I have like, I don't know, booklets or something that my mom saved from when they went in 71. And now I'm here 50 years later. That's crazy, right? Wow. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, whoa, cool. But yeah, it, oh my gosh. I love Disney and I love Disney World and I am not ashamed. The next day I went, 
shopping and um i was wearing a disney art the disney shirt that you and i have from that we gave to the patrons i was wearing yes. that as we i was going around and this guy comes over and he was just like okay have you been to disney lately and i'm like yes i was there yesterday he's like oh my gosh you have to tell me all these things and so we had a, <laughs> we were just like at the, the outlet mall here in orlando and he's just like tell me everything what are you from here how often do you go what is different tell me what it is i'm like oh my gosh Yes. And the thing is, I am the type of person that cries easily. And mm -hmm. especially when it comes to Disney type stuff, I lean into the cheese. Like it's, I am so, so ready for it. And I love it so much. So I was talking to him about, I'm like, yeah, there's a point during like the castle part where I totally got emotional. And he's like, oh, good, because I do too. And my partner just makes fun of me. And I'm like, well, then his, his heart is made of stone because this is worth crying for. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. So this was how I spent my last couple of days. It's been amazing. <laughs> nice cool yeah that's an amazing shirt so the shirt that chelsea is referencing it is the walt disney animation studios logo from the 90s yes. so if you are a millennial or you grew up in the disney renaissance you know exactly what we're talking about do 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 that you know the blue one with the blue castle so this is a gray shirt with the blue castle so we gave that to all of our patrons it was a lot of fun and i love wearing that shirt so Okay, well, with that, it's time for us to talk about another castle and another kingdom, one that people have been telling us to do forever, and that is the Descendants series. I mean, I just so, really want to know, have people actually been telling us to do this, or have you just been telling me to do this? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when Descendants first came out, so, okay, let me just preface the movie that we're going to be doing today is Descendants, The Royal Wedding. Okay, so there are three full-length Disney Channel original movies, and then this is the animated short, you know, kind of wrap-up about the, the wedding. So if you have not seen the original Descendants films, you don't necessarily have to. It's not really a precursor, but it's very much recommended so you can get all the history and the backstory. But that being said, um, nope. Ever since this came out, I believe 2014, the first one came out, 2015, this was something that was like, oh, this is perfect. This is like right up our alley, something that we absolutely will love. It's the, the kids of the Disney characters, both the heroes and the villains. Um, what's not to love? It's a Disney Channel original movie. Over the years, these have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and better and better and better. It was a musical. And I just never got around to watching it. And so finally, I saw this animated one and the preview was a little bit deceiving i will say the mm -hmm. little 30 second commercial that they had where i was like animated Ooh, i i kind of like the look of this we'll put a pin in that we will come back to that <laughs> and so i said okay i'm in i'm gonna watch this and so i ended up you know binging the three and then watching this one but yes chelsea of course after i saw it i was like well i've already watched this this now is time to podcast about it chelsea get with the program <laughs> although some people in the patron group they have been asking us to review okay. this particular one as well. So I'm not just making this up. <laughs> it was requested by both parties. <laughs> Perfect. Well, here's, yeah, so it, it's not planned this way, but actually last episode when we did the very best villain songs, we were had like random villain songs popping into our head and Morgan's like oh let's just do that next and I was like oh dang it okay because <laughs> I, I had teed you up for that <laughs> <laughs> I had seen the first I had seen parts of the first one and parts of the second one I hadn't seen any of the third and I had not seen the animated one. Mm -hmm. And so today you know how you do anything is how you do everything so you can't just you know, scrimp and not watch these things if you're going to be watching the final one. So I'm like, okay, I, I did my own little marathon of all three in a row and then followed by the animated one. And I was, after the animated one pops up these CGI two minute short things. And I'm like, oh no, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> We're We're stopping. I know. I saw the same one too. I'm like, should I? No, no, I, I've had enough. We're stopping. This point. <laughs> Which well, I, although I did preview them cause I, those are called, um, wicked world, I think. Yes. Uh, 
And I thought, you know, let's just get a taste because this I, I guess the elephant in the room is the traditional animation that they use for this i was like okay let's check out the animation there it's cgi you know it's interesting why did they not go with the cgi and there's so much history that we will not know about this film but um the cgi is okay i just hopped in there and i got a little peek and watched you know 30 seconds and i said okay like this is okay this is significantly better than what we got yeah here yeah yeah so put a pin in that (laughs) (laughs) we will talk about it i know the anticipation you guys are just foaming at the mouth wanting to talk about the animation of this and trust me we all are we're not the only ones who thought this (laughs) but let's just before we even get started talking about this film let's just talk about the other three really quickly just to kick it off since i've i've went through all the trouble of watching all three i'm going to talk about all three at this point (laughs) yes yeah this will be this is our opportunity to get anything (laughs) off our chest about the first three films (laughs) all right so for anybody who hasn't seen this you can either stop now and go watch them or i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil all three right now is that cool that's cool all right that's cool all right this is basically what i got from this whole thing so first off we've got bell and adam aka the beast get married and centralize all the power of the other kingdoms to create one giant pseudo empire and they call it the united states of aradon all right yep (laughs) (laughs) then they decide to round up all of the you know unmentionables all of the underlings of villains and send them to their own island in a very england to australia kind of way in the like 1800s <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> this is how i'm getting out of this those villains then have kids of their own bell and adam have a kid and for some reason decide to pass the throne to their son at age 16 i'm guessing it's really at this point i'm thinking okay Why? it's gotta be just like a figurehead position if anything because yeah why why would you put i don't understand whenever they do this in movies they're like oh you're coming of age at 18 you get the crown i'm like no way (laughs) would they do this they would not obviously i'm just happy to give it up no that's not how typically these monarchs work except for in (laughs) movies when they have you know an up-and-coming youngster who they want to be the lead and you know then they go from there like i was thinking what did i just watch i watched the amazon cinderella and it was kind of the same situation i'm like come on no one's buying this crap (laughs) especially when the dad you know typically it's very patriarchal um in these you know monarchies like especially like i understand maybe if the mom's still alive and he's the heir and then like waiting until he turns 18 get that you know kind of like in um game of thrones that happens but i'm not buying when both parents are alive (laughs) you're just hey 16 year old you're ready go this is your big moment (laughs) (laughs) then at 16 too because like i'll get to it later but i'll jump into it actually right now Uh, like he's falls in love and he's like part of the song that he goes out is like i would I would trade my whole kingdom for just one kiss. And I'm like, you're really going to put all of your eggs in that basket right now? You're really sheltered, huh? <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe we should not do that. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So moving on. As the soon-to-be king's first decree, because, you know, that's what centralized governments do. Uh, they make decrees. He says that he's just... Just because the parents were evil doesn't mean the kids should have to suffer. And he wants to invite, quote, select kids to the school to give them a better life, but decides to send for the kids of the worst baddies of them all. Like, (laughs) you don't even go for, like, some of the underling, like, the, you know, the just the random guy who's... Madam Mim's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going for, like, the, the, like second rate villains. Like, you're going for the baddest of the baddies Mm -hmm. and getting their kids. Okay. They have this moment where they pan across and they show all these different characters. And it's like, okay, you have lots of different kids there that are just like panhandling and like asking for food on the street. You couldn't go for one of them. Like, no, you're going to go for the highest of the high. Okay, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Not, it wouldn't be my first choice, but you know, going with it. But they did have a cool song, you know, I'm, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm bad. Because I'm bad, you're bad. Oh, wait, no, not that That's not, not that how one. it goes at all. I don't know. Oh, dang it. No, it's, I, I was thinking the Michael Jackson one. I know. But it's like they have their, like, oh, yeah, we're bad song. And then Maleficent, 
per the script, tells her daughter, Mal, to bring back the godmother's magic wand so she can fulfill her quest for world domination. I mean, here's the other thing is unknowingly, Beast has actually made it a whole lot easier for a world domination power to take over considering he's united all the kingdoms and now there's only one as opposed to like multiple federalism type thing going on here. But, you know, whatever. Mal and Evie... They go to this new school, plus the two boys, and will they follow their parents' footsteps? I don't know. Will they change their ways or help the baddies take over the world? As a spoiler, at the end, there is a giant dance party, because that's how we end these things. Of course. So of that's, course. that's movie number one. Why wouldn't um, you? Maleficent was played by the amazing Kristen Chenoweth. Who became way, way, way too expensive and they could never bring exactly. her back. If they want to reference her, we're just let's just make her her dragon form, which makes no sense. Right. Why is she the only one who's kind of contained as a dragon? But <laughs> it's because she costs too much. So there we go, honey. Like, we have to do something about this. But got the thing is, it got us there. The fact that she was in it, it got a lot of people to watch it. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. And now you're stuck because you've sat through an hour and a half of this first one. So now you got to watch the next one. She has a really cool song that's like, do you want to be evil like me? And I, I just have to say, I'm a much bigger fan of her as Maleficent than any of the other versions of Maleficent. Just because I love her so much. <laughs> so that's where I am with her. You've got Mal, who's played by Dove Cameron. And... Mm -hmm. I don't know much about her other than what I've seen in the last three movies. Um, the Evil Queen was mm -hmm. the lady from Sister Act that I, I can't like see her in any other role. Um, <laughs> Kathy Najimy. I don't know how to say your last name. I'm sorry. But I like how she's gone from like super evil queen to just really like vanity before sanity i just really want all of everybody to look at me like super vain and s superficial but kind of like like a dumb blonde type thing she mm -hmm. like plays that kind of a card i don't know mm -hmm. but i like her um you got evie so maleficent to mal and then evil queen to evie and then you have jafar to just jay which Side note, mm -hmm. hey, Seth from Twilight. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boo Boo Stewart. He got a little older. Yes. A little older, a little buffer. I'll take it. And then it. you have Cruella DeVille and then to Carlos. Like you couldn't, you couldn't do anything close to Cruella to Carlos. <laughs> like everybody mm -hmm. else's names are very close except for that one. But it's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So, th so those are the four. It's kind of, so it's kind of like a test run that they're doing in this initial, you know, like movie to see, oh, did, is it, is it going to work out? Are they going to be okay? Uh, you know, he's being this kind of putting an olive branch out to the baddies, but at no point in time, does it seem like he's ever, I mean, future, obviously this happens, but at the very beginning, it's like, Hey, you know, the sins of the parents shouldn't fall in the sins of the children. So, Hey, you guys can come to school with us. Right. And yeah, so that's where everything um, takes off. And I, I thought the first one was okay. Like I, I liked more or less everything they were doing with it. Initially, this wasn't supposed to be um, a musical at all, but when the director who was, the, so the director is Kenny Ortega and he is best known for his involvement in a lot of musicals, specifically the high school musical series. And so when he was Varad on, he was like, no, of course I'm going to make this a musical. Why wouldn't you make this a musical? Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that really stepped it up a notch. And another thing is I really love the costume design in this yes. first film. And then it carries off over into the second and the third one. Apparently it was one of the like winners or runners up for Project Runway. Ooh. Um, and so she really got to cut her teeth and create some really, really cool designs. I just love how bold and bright they are. There's a lot of texture and, and fabrics and really, really good stuff. So I liked that, but She's yeah, all the first about one, the bedazzle gun too. Oh yes. Yeah. She busted that thing out. She probably had to buy 10 of them because they, <laughs> they were probably, they were probably dying with the amount of bedazzling that she was doing. So, uh, really, really good stuff. So yeah, the second, the third one, the second one, you know, that's where Ursula's daughter comes, comes about. And again, another epic dance party. When I was texting Chelsea, right. I was watching it. She was like, I'm like, Hey, I was watching the second one. And she's like, Oh, is that the one where they have the big water dance party at the end? That's all I know about it. I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so every single one of them. Yeah. No, I, um, the second movie, yeah, you have the Royal Cotillion, where 
she will officially be made lady of the court. Mal is blonde. I'm not a fan because I feel like it washes her out. Mm. And I was much more of a fan of the purple and whatnot. Agreed. Um, Jay becomes big man on campus. Evie is loving capitalism. And (laughs) Carlos is trying to get the courage to ask Jane to the dance. And she seems to have sent him to the Isle of Friendship. But they come back. So good for him. He got off that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have new nautical villains. We've got Captain Hook's son, Harry Hook. (laughs) So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. And then (laughs) Ursula's... Real creative there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Ursula's daughter, Uma. How many names start with you anyway? So you got to find something. And then like the son of Gaston, which I never actually got his name. But yeah, so... Basically, Mal decides to run away because of the plot. Um, Ben goes after her. He gets kidnapped. She has to rescue him again by trying to steal the magic wand again, because that's how we do things. That's our plot. That's the plot. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then I kept thinking, like, why does this dog have to talk? Why did we have to do this? Mm Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, because the plot. Okay. Because the plot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then Mal leaves her book behind, and then poor Ben gets love spelled again. I would not be trusting my feelings if I were him. Because it's like, <laughs> how many love spells are you going to have to go through before you are no longer a, a target? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Uma and Mal go into full beast mode, and they're like super powered up. Right. And then, spoiler alert, big dance party and the splashing on the water on the boat. Which, oh, yeah. actually, I was a fan of that one. No, it, it was visually, it was really cool and it was it really was. fun. Of of all the yeah. dance parties, all the, it was just that was my favorite. It was just so silly, you know, with her being like, "Oh, you know, sorry, I'm we're together now." It was supposed to be like her her engagement party or whatnot, you know, like announcing the engagement with Mal, and he just like rolls up with <laughs> uh, with Uma, and it was just not believable in the least. Well, it's very Little Mermaid. <laughs> yes, totally. So they had to do that. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving on to movie three and it is VK day, which is the villain kids day, uh, Mm -hmm. where our four (laughs) villain, like anti-villains, I guess, are now picking new kids to go to the school in Aradon and they pick the twins of Smee, which, Uh what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Okay. Because we wanted to have twins. Okay. Great. Dizzy, which we knew from the last time, and then the daughter of Dr. Facilier. And I was thinking, these were such throwaway characters. They had really no main input or anything during That's this the problem thing. with these series sometimes. When they start adding movies, they want to add more characters. Yeah. But as you add more characters, they everyone becomes a lot more diluted because we still mostly care about like our main original gang. And so we have to spend time with them and Ben and, and some of the good guys, right? And so we, I'd say like there's probably like a core eight uh, group yeah. of characters maybe. And then... You know, and then we have all these other characters that also need their time because to make it new and fresh, we've got to add new characters. This is the big struggle with a lot of trilogies. And just as you're you're expanding onto a series, you can do it really well. I think Toy Story 3 does it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy Story 4, I think, doesn't. No. And but yeah, so there's this balance of the new and the old. And I th- think sometimes like we don't necessarily need a new and I think that's what's happening in this one it's like okay we brought in the new just to say that we did but are they really necessary do we really care about them no we just did it to say that we did it but we just want to go back to what we know and what we know is good so I feel like that's why at the end of the day ultimately they're kind of throwaway oh you're completely throwaway and they just couch they literally couched them <laughs> they, yeah they're just like okay you're gonna fall asleep on this couch for the rest of this movie <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so anyway we see ben again and ben has gone brunette and i'm thinking what is up with that i liked you much better as a blonde uh but anyway moving on hades is tries to escape as mal and the other three are taking the are their new recruits off the island and so he says oh the barrier is opening so he tries to get out he sends a like magical thing at mal and then mal turns and goes beast mode again and ends up like trying to take her power and stuff and so mm-hmm. she gets all freaked out they close the gates and audrey 
the daughter of Sleeping Beauty is super jelly because Ben proposed to Mal and her granny comes at her and is like, oh, your mother could hang on to her prince in her sleep. So, of course, she's got this (laughs) chip on her back that says, well, now I've got to turn into the villain. So while she is going off and stealing all of these things, Mal and the rest of the... Which, it's not even that hard. That was the most frustrating thing. They have basically like a museum of these magical artifacts (laughs) with a horrible security guard and really anyone can just walk in. And then magic is not hard in this universe. Magic is literally, if you have the enchanted object, boom, powers, and you're a master at all of the powers. So I thought that was kind of unbelievable but hey it's a disney channel original movie who am i to (laughs) poke fun at it (laughs) but yeah so she's when she goes off she steals a crown because you know she wants to be the queen and maleficent's Mm -hmm. scepter and then everybody thinks that it's uma and mal decides that she's like okay in order to save my own situation i'm just gonna have them close the barrier forever And then all of the other villain kids are like, well, that's not good because look at us. How did how do you put yourself higher than any of the other people that haven't been able to get out, get off the island? And Mm -hmm. we need to be able to let them off the island. And so that's like kind of what's going on in their heads. Um, But yeah, then Audrey turns Mal into like an old hag and like very much like (laughs) Beauty and the Beast wise. And I'm thinking... I really wanted them to pay that off more. Or that this does happen in Swan Princess, a royal wedding. <laughs> this is true. You have not seen this one, but um, that happens. So <laughs> Odette gets turned into an old hag. So maybe they're stealing plot points. Oh, well, gosh. no, that came out in 2020. So this actually Swan Princess stole plot points from this one. Hmm. Oh, okay. There About you that. go. But- <laughs> But yeah, they turn her into an old hag, and you're thinking it's going to be, like, really difficult for her to, like, turn back to normal. But no, it's going to be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Uh, she just has to go back into, like, the aisle, and bad magic doesn't work over there. So she's back to normal. <laughs> then the only way to fix this whole thing is for you to get the spark of Prometheus, I think. And Hades has it. And so they have to go and find him and get it. And uh-oh, plot twist. Uh, Hades is Mal's dad. So ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. so now she, eventually that's these reasons. papas were going to have to come. Yep. Yep. That's why she wanted to keep him in and why she was so like, Ugh, close it. Um, but yeah, so he ends up giving her the spark after a nice little musical number and then says that you can't get it wet and then enters Uma uh, because the plot. Uma took it and they're like, no, the the spark is going to go out because you're a water demon thing. And she's like, not. It's all cool. <laughs> like, just keeps it. <laughs> it's like, none of these have like long-term effects (laughs) none none of these like rules that they put out have any long-term effects yeah so now they have to like start working together ben gets turned into the beast and i'm just gonna say facial hair does not work for him oh no not you know i'm never a fan of facial hair but i was not a fan at all no it does not work okay Anyway, then they're like, it'll all be better later, right, Mal? Because we're going to let all of the VKs out. Oh, wait, we aren't? What? You lied to me? (laughs) (laughs) Then Mal goes beast mode again in order to go up against Audrey and the Magic Scepter. And Uma decides she'll never be able to take her alone. So I'm just going to go ahead and defeat, forgive her, forgive Mal and go up with Mal to defeat Audrey together. And then after all of that, they uh, Audrey is like struck and it can barely get up and they basically, she's like fading away. She's gonna die. And the only way to save her is for Hades to come with the Prometheus spark to be able to bring her life back. And mm-hmm. so at this point, he comes in and he's like, well, yeah, sure. When it's one of your own, they just lacked the judgment. But when it's one of us, it's unforgivable. And I'm like, you know what? Hades has got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, so Mal says that she won't be queen unless she is queen over 
all of the lost as well and i'm thinking okay does that mean mm. you're basically expanding the empire once again like what if they don't want you as their queen <laughs> i mean it's not like it's they're expanding the empire i feel like they own that place well, <laughs> they just choose to make it a prison island i guess yeah they are the citizens of that spot it's just they don't treat them very well <laughs> they have two classes yes and um we don't like that i don't like that i don't like that either no but again spoiler alert we end in a giant dance party with the two sides mm. coming together and uniting on the bridge Woohoo! and then the four being like hey let's go visit our parents again because we haven't seen them since the first one like all of these actors are just like gone <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> anyway so those are the th those are the three movies if you've never seen them now you know that's what happens yes so on to descendants the royal wedding not a royal wedding the royal wedding now this came out this year let me give you some basic information it was released august 13th 2021 it was released on the disney channel it's a disney channel original film if you will but it's more like a short special and the director was salvador simo so not the same director who directed the first three it shows a little bit but the biggest thing is that there were quite a few different production companies that were involved in this specifically for the animation so we obviously have you know the Disney television animation, but they brought in other studios to help, which a lot of studios obviously do. Um, they just spread the workload. It was Bad Angels Productions and 5678 Productions. It's starring the original cast, except for Carlos. He, the actor, died in 2019, and it was really sad. Um, and so instead of recasting him, they just decided just to not really have him in there. And there's just a little blink and you miss it sort of moment where they talk about him, but they don't talk about it. I know. You know, they don't say what happened they're like yeah we just really miss him they're like we don't want to open this can of worms i don't know <laughs> let's just lead off with that because i personally felt that it like i wasn't really invested in the characters or the actors as much as probably the target demographic was oh, yeah. um so this was a big deal but it just felt a little weird to not have him there. I, I, i'm kind of two ways like one at the same time i didn't really miss him because he was kind of like the four out of four mm -hmm. as far as the the three and so you know he was like my least favorite we didn't really get a lot of them you know he's not mal right. <laughs> but at the same time like i feel for that reason they could have just animated him in the background you know and not have a speaking role but he could still be there in essence i think just because an actor dies doesn't necessarily mean you have to write that character off but i understand the weird situation that they were in yeah, so because... Cameron Boyce, he died at the age of 20 after suffering an epi um, epileptic seizure in his sleep, which mm -hmm. was so sad when I heard. I mean, the thing is, I'm not in the target demographic, and so, and I also don't have Disney Channel, so <laughs> I have Disney Plus, and that's about it. And so I didn't know who he was, and I had no real connection to him, and so when he died i just heard everybody was like really upset about this and i was mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. oh okay something happened like we're uh, the community is very ex upset i can feel this i'm here with some in florida with some friends and their little daughter is eight years old and she's like oh yes he died at this age and it was so sad <laughs> i was like oh gosh like everybody knows this um uh-huh and so they have the moment where it's just like the three of them being like oh yes i really miss Carlos. Oh yes, we all miss him as well. And then they give her this bracelet that represents all four of them. And then at the very, very end, the bracelet kind of shimmers on its own. The two bones that represents his like shimmers on its own. And so yeah. I guess it's like his spirit is there. I think based on the situation, like, is he, I hate to say this, but it is true. The fact that like, you have all these young child actors who end up getting into drugs and they end up getting into all these kind of crazy things and then they die young for weird reasons. But this one was like not due to choices that somebody had made. It mm -hmm. was just like his own health was this. And right. so I think that made it even more of a of a hurt, just more of a tragedy because everybody nobody was expecting any of it and he seemed like a really good kid. He was actually very prolific. I was looking at his IMDb. He had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. 
So, okay, it is officially time. We need to talk about the animation because that's the one big thing that sets this film apart from the others is that instead of being a live action, which makes sense and I thought would have we would have continued down that path, they decided to go and make it an animated special. And I tried to do some research on this to figure out why. Why why did we I mean, do is it this? Just because they were so young? I, I think it was maybe because when they were kind of thinking, considering this, it was the beginning of the 2020 pandemic. And so instead mm-hmm. of having to do a big production, they could instead just record voices and right. then do an animated special. So I that's what I can kind of cobble together. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But that that seems to be the reason why. But even then, like it, from what I've researched, it's not really quite clear why they decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go with the traditional animation. Now, they had these other shorts that... And you use traditional in quotes because this is like 8-bit animation. Well, not 8-bit. 8-bit is like the original Nintendo. I know, but it's like it's... <laughs> It's like only every four screens, so it's like it it's very chunky as it moves. Yeah, it's like they're they're animated on fifteens instead of, mm-hmm. you know, twenty-fours. And it it's honestly like they forgot their in-betweens. And yeah. it is so jarring watching it. It's really hard to watch. You yeah. think, oh, maybe it's just this one scene, maybe they didn't have time for it. Oh, nope. It it's all of them and, and very important scenes they do it as well there's maybe just like a very few handful where it looks okay and they probably put a little bit more money towards that but i'm like why are you going to this length to create this thing and to make it a completely different style so people are going to notice and then just to do such a poor job you are freaking disney yeah i don't care if it is your direct to video or direct to video Direct this is worse than direct to video yeah. direct to you know your disney channel the, over time you have created an uh, elevated brand for the disney channel original movies and yeah. those franchises uh, mostly because they're in live action and they they do a really great job they have great production values and songs and so we're expecting the exact same thing here and boom we're hitting the face with just this this choppy unfinished animation and the character designs as well they almost looked rotoscoped like they mm-hmm. kind of just traced over their face um and then call it a day it's really pitiful and sad to watch and that alone just knocks it down like so many stars for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well this the, the plot of this i i mean i wasn't expecting anything amazing Let's just put that out there. But at the same time, I had hoped for something at least passable. (laughs) And the plot for this one was just kind of weird because, okay, they're getting married. You know, they're finally getting married. They're finally getting married. A party in Aradon. (laughs) It's a party in Aradon. You have Hades coming in and she's dead set on having her dad there, which I get. Um, Even though he left as a kid like and the only rekindling of their relationship they had was in the third movie and even then it was like not great (laughs) like yeah he saved the day at the very very end but i don't know he's a baddie you know but anyway so she but it's her daddy he's a baddie daddy he's a baddie daddy so anyway he comes to the wedding everything's all getting set up and he we don't see what happened we just see the fact that everything gets set on fire and everyone runs away and hades has ruined it all and so she gives him the benefit of the doubt and says no i'm sure it wasn't his fault i'm sure he would never do that to me and so i'm just gonna go and try to find him and make him be a part of my day we still can't afford christian chenoweth and so even as <laughs> she's a voice, still a baby dragon <laughs> <laughs> so we got the little salamander coming out there and uh but the salamander is wearing a hat this time so there you go ben goes and tries to catch the salamander and then uh, also ends up going to the island where Hades is or his house is. And so he, when she comes with her group of people, you know, cause, oh, they're like, oh, we're in my dress right now. But 
do we have to wear these dresses? Can we change back into normal clothes? Uh, sure. Okay. Zing. Everybody's back into normal clothes. Okay. Thanks. And then that's where we yeah. hit the, the Carlos section when they're walking. But then everybody goes in to see Hades and Hades and tells this story about what happened. He's like, well, yeah, it actually, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault at all. <laughs> well, it's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> it's just, it was just not very well thought out, I would say. They, mm -hmm. they could have done a lot more or just anything else. And it probably would have been more touching or even just more realistic. I don't know. So it wasn't Hades' fault. Let's go get him. And they end up having the wedding right there in order to just get it over with. <laughs> get it over with. That's what you want for a wedding. Like, let's <laughs> just get this over with. <laughs> and then Fairy Godmother comes in and bippity boppity bops all of them back to the castle church area where everybody's just taking up their seats once again. And then, spoiler alert, outer space dance party <laughs> so yeah so weird. About that. <laughs> and at the end of each one of these has had a moment where they like have a cutaway of like oh you didn't think that was the end did you and yeah this one it like it kind of does the same thing where they but they like go over to where the painted the roses red and mm -hmm. i'm like you know they probably want me to care but i just don't <laughs> <laughs> so that's the whole a royal wedding or the royal wedding yes yeah it's it's so sad because they couldn't even scramble together half of a plot you know the whole hades things gets resolved before the the half time of the show yeah you know within the first seven minutes it's like okay yeah oops it was just an accident okay cool dad you know and it, it, then the rest of it's just kind of talking about carlos and missing him and like oh what are we gonna do it, it there's no point in this there's no point which it's fine. It's the wedding. The wedding right. is the point. Um, but they kind of had to manufacture all this drama leading up to it. And it led the final wedding, which was really supposed to be the climax and thing you were looking forward to, just kind of feel like a letdown, especially with how it was handled. Like, yeah, like, okay, let's just do it here. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm always like, no, you need to be prim and proper and get everything done the right way. And so I just was like, ah, no. Oh, the most important people are here already, but it's well, cool. The most it's important cool. people can be there too. Let's go. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just, ah, okay, great. They're going to be, you know, they're finally getting married. They're finally getting married. But it was boring. Um, at this point, it's like, how many times have we kind of like seen these characters before? There was nothing new, nothing exciting. Um, you know, Hades, they just had to like make him a bad guy because he is a bad guy and I didn't love it. I'm sorry. I didn't at the all. The animation was really hard to watch. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't even have... There are some... There obviously are films where the animation is so poor quality. You overlook it because the story is so engaging. The characters are so incredible. But that was not the case for this. Well, even if you were to compare this to Tangled Forever After... The Forever After short didn't have any major plot changes it was you know trying to get the ring from one place to another so it's not like it was dire um mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. like dad's ruining the wedding but <laughs> right it was somehow a whole lot more engaging than this was yeah and that's why i feel like this series and franchises kind of fizzled out mm -hmm. you know the first one i thought was good it was good enough second mm -hmm. meh okay and uh, third, I just really lost interest. The whole Audrey thing. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, please. I do not buy this at all. That suddenly she just flips and turns bad. But at the same time, I liked that one because it shows like anyone can be bad. You right. know, anyone can be good. It's not necessarily, you know, who your parents are. But I just, again, it just like wasn't believable. So I don't know. I, I'm really not sure what else to say about this one. Just woof. <laughs> The animation, woof, woof, woof. <laughs> Speaking of Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Or dude is the dog's name. Yeah. And the, the dog keeps talking. Why does yeah, the why? dog have to talk? 
no just... get him out of here no <laughs> i don't get it why it's like they have these little bits from previous ones they're like oh wouldn't that be cool if oh remember that yeah no let's leave that in the past <laughs> yeah so i mean if you're looking at the whole series as a whole i didn't need to see the third the first and second mm-hmm. were actually pretty good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and no, i wouldn't say go straight to solid but for a disney channel original movie solid you know yeah so what would you rate it would you rate this film and then would you rate the series as a whole? Okay, so this film, oh, one star. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, do I... <laughs> and it maybe could just be because I had just spent the last five hours watching all of these. So I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I really wasn't impressed and I didn't feel like it... It was like, okay, whatever. The series as a whole... It, I would give the series as a whole like three stars. Three, three and a half for the first two. But yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, I'm going to give this one, I don't know, one and a half stars. It, <laughs> The animation just pulls it down probably three stars alone. Yeah. It's really bad to watch. It's a really poor showing for Disney. You're known for animation. So if you're going to take an original property that's live action and you're going to turn it animated we're expecting really good stuff you know even even the disney toon studios of the early 2000s their animation quality was fantastic and so it -hmm. just shows that this was kind of cobbled together they clearly didn't have any budget which is disappointing like if you're you're not going to do it right why do it at all and i would love to know the behind the scenes of what happened here because it's embarrassing frankly especially you know clearly it's not the end they're hoping to turn it into something else maybe once they can start you know filming again and whatnot you know we'll get a technically a fourth movie does this count as a fourth movie is a special is a short i don't know it's not a movie so they're they're wanting to do more with this clearly but like they just have to like throw this out there just to give us a bone like that's mangled and already eaten woof. and disgusting yeah <laughs> woof so there's that then the series you know the first two the first one i'd give three and a half the second i would give three no yeah the third i would give probably two two and a half stars mm-hmm. it just wasn't enjoyable at all and it was just it's like they didn't really know where to go with some of these mm-hmm. things after a while like they have an idea like oh audrey turns bad but that's it they don't really have a great way to develop these characters i really do like mal i think she's a, a really great character i like her act i like the actress who plays her um she's stunning i like evie and you know i like their relationship mm-hmm. but then you know it, it kind of kept repeating itself over and over and over again so as a whole i would give the series a three <laughs> Yeah, but this one a one and a half stars. One of the other parts that I felt that was a lost uh, bit was the fact that Ben never got any change. Like he was always just the good guy, and not to say yes. that I wanted him to go bad, but I wanted him to actually have some um, turmoil of some kind, some type of a change, and he didn't have any arc. Uh, yeah, other than like he has a spell put on him, right. which literally gives him no action right so he's a very passive character and i feel like it's they made him the perfect prince which i mean great awesome but like i would have liked to have seen more depth of his side and more having to like make more decisions as opposed to like hard decisions as opposed to just like being well i'm just always gonna do this and well okay mel whatever you want Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah he's super passive yeah, and I just, that's not, for any guys out there listening, that's really not attractive. I mean, like, they want to put that out there as being, like, the guys that follow all the girls, you know, happy wife, happy life, which, you know, to an extent, that's true. But there's also the side of, like, you know, there's got to be an active force happening in these things, and mm-hmm. he just wasn't. And so, yeah, also, if you're writing a story, and you've got a guy that is just doing that, but has no uh, internal change is happening then it's a very flat character and needs Mm -hmm. needs help for sure but anyway as a villain story i was like cool once again bedazzle jackets for the win i was very much impressed (laughs) and (laughs) so yeah i mean i would like to know what everybody else thought on these 
this movie or these the series for anybody who has gone in and wants to have their little rant we invite you to rant rant along with us yeah well, one more mini rant about the animation they had these the models already created for the tri- for the cgi yeah, characters and they looked okay they looked okay enough and I just don't understand. There's two seasons of that. And granted, yeah, they're all why, like two Why they could just, but... hey, we already have this. Let's just use this. People are already kind of familiar with this style. Let's just keep it going. Like, why did we have to go full 2D and just like give 2D a bad rap? Not a fan. Yeah. I Again, I need someone to pull the cover behind what really, really happened here. I would love to know. Spill the tea. But that is for another day. If you if you have that secret, you worked behind the scenes, you can send us an anonymous voicemail. This is how the whole Free Britney movement got really yes. gained steam was with an anonymous voicemail. We are totally down. If you worked in production or you know the secrets behind the scenes of Descendants, the royal wedding, give us a call. We'll keep you completely anonymous and uh, it'll be some good times. So we can, I can even throw a voice changer on your vocal if you want me to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or if you have any behind the scenes about anything in any other production studio, send it our way. Rotoscopers.com slash voicemails. We would definitely, for a nerdy couch discussion, we can do a tea episode. We could turn this into a a drama podcast, (laughs) animation drama channel. Okay, I'm here for it. So I would totally be there. I actually am going to be doing, maybe, if I can ever get around to it, I want to do. an expose, if you will, YouTube video all about how Disney screwed the pooch on Tangled the series. There's so much crap that Disney did. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. And I don't think people really know. Like people will say, oh, like it's crazy. No one knew about this show. There's there are reasons and there are specific things that Disney television leadership did that just was not cool man so uh, if i ever have time you know find time to sit here and like write out a script and do all my research i will so that's hopefully coming but uh yes send us all your send us all your tea if i can sit down for five hours morgan (laughs) and watch all of these i have faith that you can find five minutes every day (laughs) okay all right (laughs) we'll work on it (laughs) so guys that's all we have for today for the show notes for this episode be sure to go to rotoscopers.com slash 224 and Until next time, we are the Rotoscopers. I'm leaving space for you to say something. Oh, Oh, those are all. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, quick note. These movies like this really were what romanticized the ideas of, like, going away to boarding schools as a kid <laughs> it's like harry potter yeah. things like this it was like oh let's go to a castle and live in one of those that'd be great yeah um that's just that's end of that story you've been listening to the animation addicts podcast if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review we're available on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag AnimationAddicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and